and divorce conversations where we analyze, navigate, and troubleshoot all stages of your romantic life. I'm your host, Igor Meisterman, a divorce attorney turned relationship coach. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our show. I believe it's been almost two months since I recorded a podcast. Some of you have reached out to me with curiosity as to why that is the case. And I would like to answer that along with a question that very frequently couples will pose to me. The question is usually along the lines as follows. Do I and my wife apply Imago principles that I teach in my own life? Well, tonight I'm going to share with you to what extent Imago is instrumental in my marriage and how I turn to it anytime when it's time to wither a major storm, especially one that is upon us right now. You see, shortly before Thanksgiving, there was a major sewer backup in our house, resulting in um, essentially our requirement to need to leave the house and relocate to a hotel. The repairs have yet to be completed. We are now approaching a two months mark that we've been essentially displaced from our home. And that is my wife, myself, and our six children, 13 years old and under. Let's just say that it's been quite the challenging time in our lives. And this is precisely where Mago plays such a crucial role both in the dynamic between my wife and I, as well as between us and our children. You see, when crises happen, or certainly things that displace our routine, there's something very uncomfortable that takes place for us. As human beings, we're wired for habit. We're wired to be in a state of predictability, where we know what to anticipate the following day. There's something very disconcerting, very stressful and anxious when we do not know what the future brings. We're not clear what will happen tomorrow. That is not a normal condition for a human being to live under. And as week after week went by, and we saw that we were not getting any closer to regaining normalcy to our routine of our life, all sorts of tensions began to creep in into the relationship made it challenging to communicate even most basic needs without it turning into some sort of a stressor, a flare-up, a triggering event from which we needed pauses, breaks, and ultimately lots of safety. But one thing I could tell you is that if we did not have a Mago, I do not know what it would do to our relationship, and certainly what it do to our relationship with our children. And that's why I want to once again reemphasize that where the journey begins is how much are we willing to make ourselves available to create space within which our relationship could experience safety, and from that place of safety, it could springboard to connection, communication, closeness. These things will not be possible if there isn't work put in that lays the foundation upon which 
something firm, solid, durable can be built. These things do not happen by themselves, and we will not be able to intuit our way towards success. This requires prodigious effort, real commitment, real dedication, hard work to dig up the soil upon which to lay a solid foundation upon which to build beautiful edifice called our romantic relationship. These things will simply not happen in autopilot. They will not happen by wishing them into a being. They will only happen through blood, sweat, and tears through which we connect to each other, we yell at each other, and ultimately we pursue that genuine, authentic connection that each one of us so, so deeply craves and yearns for. And I'd like to demonstrate with a few examples to make it really tangible for all of you uh, what it's been like for us and how we've been using the tools that we've been trained with so well. For example, my wife may come over to me and ask me, how much longer do you, do you think we will be in the hotel? Upon hearing that question, all of my emotions, frustrations, all flare up and come to the surface. And of course, in that moment, the typical response I can give is, what do you want from me? How am I supposed to have all the answers? Why don't you yourself call the contractor or the plumber? What is all this pressure on me? Now, of course, if I would sit down with my wife and properly explore my inner world, what I would discover is her question was really benign. She's just seeking information. But the reason my reaction is so inflammatory and comes from such a negatively charged place is because I am going through something myself during these troubling times that have nothing to do with my wife. And if I could practice that disassociation and recognize that what my spouse is asking me have no connection to what I'm experiencing within myself, and therefore I shouldn't turn to immediately to project, blame, demonize my spouse. Instead, I should allow that sensation beaming in my chest to be almost like my guiding light, my honing device that signals to me Something is taking place in front of me, inside of me, that actually has nothing to do with my spouse. It's my own trauma, my own frustration, my own pressure, anxiety that's coming online. And if I could practice that disassociation by saying to myself, the things my spouse is saying right now have nothing to do with me. They have, they have to do with my spouse. My spouse is sharing her inner world. And I'm experiencing my world. And if I could just keep that perspective and focus on how our two worlds are independently are beaming in our lives and pulsating through us, then we're able to take turns then listening to each other rather than either feeling like we have to compete for attention or demonize each other, call each other names if things escalate even more. And then if it's more toxic, to totally exit and disengage, right? What does that typically look like? I can't be around you right now. I just can't be around you. You are unbearable. I feel so horrible. 
when you are around. Notice all of those expressions, how much our own internal well-being, our happiness, our sense of wholeness, completion is so intertwined and dependent upon how our spouse is showing up rather than our own sense of wellness, our own sense of value and worth that is independent of anyone else. This process of differentiation, of being able to distinguish my inner world from my spouse is a very long journey because we all come to relationships with certain expectations and we begin to blend and mutate and merge into each other very often in unhealthy ways. And so if I apply that principle of differentiation within my own life, what comes to surface is that when my spouse, in this case, my wife asked me, when do you think the plumber will be done? I could pause all the things that come online for me and just focus on her and just see her and even show up with a spirit of curiosity, genuine inquisitiveness from which I can ask her, honey, can you tell me what is it you really want to know or how this information be helpful to you? I want to understand where you are. I want to get a sense of your pulse of this situation. And of course, if you share and mirror and validate in a safe way, in a caring way, guess what you'll have opportunity to do? You'll have an opportunity to ask in kind. You could tell your spouse, is it okay if I also share with you what goes on for me around this topic of being displaced and not really having a home and being stuck in these hotel rooms and not being able to properly prepare lunches or dinners or even to be able to use my own bathroom where I feel so much more comfortable at home? And in fact, I have to instead live out in this very displaced, out of a suitcase, kind of like quasi-immigrant existence, which I happen to have some connection to because I came to America when I was 11 years old. And if you ask me, and certainly my wife and I would discuss, even those memories all of a sudden came to life. Right? All sorts of funny things begin to happen to us. Various past, present, and fears of the future begin to blend and merge and come to the surface. And again, the power of Imago is what then tests those waters where we're able to sit down together and say, can I just share with you what it's like to be me right now? Notice the difference in the structure of the sentence and the intonation. There was no blaming. There was no demonizing. There was no name calling. All there was, was a call to be seen. A call to be seen. Can you please notice me? I need to share with you something. I feel so alone in whatever it is. And it would mean so much to me. It would be so soothing and comforting if I felt like you made the effort to see me. To just appreciate what it's like to be me. And those are the conversations that we engaged together over and over again. And some days the frustration might have stemmed from the plumber was supposed to come on Monday. He didn't come till Wednesday. And we would literally sit down and say, I was expecting the plumber today. And I rearranged my whole schedule. And this is what it's like to be me in light of that cancellation. And we would just take turns and we would mirror and we would again ask our typical questions. What I'm hearing you say is this is what it was like to be you. 
Is that what it was like to be you? Notice that genuine inquiry, genuine concern, worry for the other. And when we do this for each other, and we literally take these terms like ping pong, and we take these turns sharing with each other, something very soothing comes online. We begin to feel connected and connected in a very real way. You know, people sometimes may laugh at us, and certainly we have friends when we share with them how much we love Imago and the power of Imago. Now, sometimes we'll get this kind of like cynical, doubtful look. But my wife and I will always look at each other and we'll just say, how blessed are we? How fortunate are we that we were, we were able to have this opportunity to learn the tools of Imago, to learn to dialogue in this safe way, in a way that comes from a place of, as Gabor Mate says so often, compassionate inquiry. I want to inquire, but I want to inquire in a compassionate way. I don't want to be a drill sergeant. I don't want to tell you how to live your life. I don't want to be in your case. I don't want to be a critic. I just want to experience myself from a place where you really see me and you care about me. And I want you to feel like I really see you and I care about you. And when we can do that for each other, man, oh man, the closeness that we feel, the sense of belonging, sense of I'm home. I'm home in my relationship. When that feeling settles in, what I want you all to know is that something very powerful then transpires. Because what emerges from the inside is this feeling, the sensation of I can take on the world. I can conquer any challenge. Why? Because I have such a strong awareness. You are by my side. And as long as you're there with me, we can do anything. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. For questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear more about, or to try our 24-week relationship challenge, email us at relationshipreimagined at gmail.com.